Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. So how do you make meditation easy? You see it's trending everywhere, right? Meditation and mindfulness, but how do you actually do it? And I'm really excited about this episode because I have a very dear friend. We've met, what was it, six years ago almost? Many years, many cities. That's true. Seems like a lifetime ago, especially in technology. It's like dog years. I'm here with a very good friend, Ariel Garten, and we're talking about how do you meditate and how do you find your mindfulness? And we connected because you are a co-founder of Muse. This is a technology that I'm very excited about. You know, your background in psychotherapy, you know, as a scientist studying neuroscience, and we always geek out about that. But for everyone who's watching this right now, they hear meditation is good for them, but what is it and how do you do it? So meditation, most people think, is just letting your mind go blank, or it's this weird woo-woo thing, but it is not. Meditation, as it's simply defined, is a practice or a training that leads to healthy and positive mind states. So some examples of kinds of meditation you might have heard of are Zen, Transcendental, Focused Attention. What all these have in common is it's simply a practice or training that's meant to make your mind better. That's fantastic. And then so is there a difference between meditation and mindfulness? Yes. So meditation is the training and then mindfulness is the practice that you actually do in your daily life. So the definition of mindfulness is being mindfully aware intentionally aware of the moment-to-moment experiences of your thoughts, feelings, sensations, and your environment. So during a meditation, you are training your ability to be aware in the present moment. And then as you go through your daily life, you're practicing that skill, which we call mindfulness. So where would somebody start? You know, because for a lot of people, do they have to be on a mountaintop somewhere or sitting on a yoga mat? (laughs) You can do meditation anywhere, anytime. There's not a magic to it. It's actually just a simple practice. Do you want to learn a simple meditation today? Yeah, I think that, can we make it interactive for people? Sure. So today we're going to learn a basic focused attention on the breath meditation. It's the simplest form. And the simple instructions are going to focus your attention on your breath. When your mind wanders, you notice your mind wanders, and then you bring it back to your breath. Okay, let's do that. All right. So close your eyes. Everyone in radio land, you can close your eyes. As long as you're not like driving or on a treadmill. People listen to podcasts like sometimes in the shower and different places. You can close your eyes even in the shower. It's great to meditate in the shower. So close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just let the tension go from your body. Now you're going to focus your attention on your breath. And the easiest way to do that is to count your breaths. So breathe in, one, out, two. In, one, out, two. In, one, out, two. Now, at some point in this process, your mind is going to wander, which is totally okay. Once it wanders away from your breath into another thought, you just simply say, nope, come on back to the breath. And you keep focusing your attention on the breath. You just keep counting. And that's part of the process, right? I think what keeps people from doing a lot of things is they feel like they have to be perfect. You know what I mean? It's like people think that when someone's meditating for 20 minutes, it's like their mind is completely empty. Yet not at all. That's just a myth. When you meditate, your mind wanders all the time. In a focused attention meditation, it's just your job to bring it back to your breath. Then it wanders again, 
and you bring it back to your breath and you do it without judgment, without story. It doesn't matter why it wandered. Nobody cares. It just did. Fine. Bring it back. And is it the practice of actually bringing it back that you build those metaphorical, like mindful, like muscles? muscles. You got it. So in the act of noticing that your mind has wandered and then bringing it back, you're exerting a really important skill. You're actually learning to observe your thinking. You're now not caught up in your thoughts, but you're in a process where you're able to observe the fact that you are thinking. And then when that happens, you recognize that you are not your thoughts. Hmm. Does that apply also that we're not our emotions? Because a lot of people, I feel like maybe they're stressed or they feel angry and they feel like I am angry. Yes, you're not angry. You're simply having anger. You might have a ton of thoughts in your brain, but those thoughts don't need to drive you. So once you recognize that you can take your mind off your wandering thoughts and onto something that you care about, whether it's a neutral object in front of you, like your breath or the work that you're doing or the thought that you want to have, you recognize that you can have control over your thoughts and you can choose what you are thinking. You can choose to let go of that line of thinking and bring your mind into something else, bring it into the present moment, bring it into the work in front of you. And what does that give people then? So that gives you, for one, an incredible ability to decrease your stress because stress happens because we have stressful thoughts. You think, oh no, I'm gonna be late. Oh no, this is gonna go badly, oh no. And as soon as you can take your mind out of that thought train and onto something else, you all of a sudden diffuse the stress of the situation because you're not engaging in those stressful thoughts. You think a lot of people are stressed because they have these chronic or habitual thoughts that make them stressed? Meaning like, I'm so busy or I have so much to do. They have these affirmations that maybe have negative effects. Yeah, or I'm not good enough. And so then your stressful thought triggers stressful physiology, which then reinforces the stressful thought. So, uh-oh, I'm stuck in traffic, causes your heart rate to rise, which then causes you to think, oh no, this person's gonna be mad, which causes your heart rate to rise again, which causes a reinforcement loop. So once you learn you can get off the thought train, you can let go of your stressful negative thinking, you also recognize that you can get off the emotional roller coaster. So emotions, rather than being these things that drive you, are just sensations. It's a sensation that arises that you experience, like I'm experiencing some tightening in my chest, I'm watching this thing happen, but if you don't then make a story about it, if you don't give it meaning, you can just move on. I experienced some tightness in my chest. That was kind of uncomfortable and weird. Okay, next. So when would you recommend people meditate? So the right time to meditate is the time when it fits in your day. I like that. Yeah. So the idea with meditation is you want to establish a practice and try to do it regularly. Just like brushing your teeth is something that you do every single morning and you wouldn't think not to do it. You want to make meditation just like that. And the way to do that is to make it as easy as possible. Choose the smallest amount of time that feels comfortable for you and do that at the same time every day. So if it's like, after I brush my teeth, I'm going to do three minutes of meditation. Hallelujah. If you can do that every day, you're now meditating. I think things happen also when you have that trigger, like right after you brush your teeth or you schedule something because if it's not in your calendar, like you don't do it, like working out or something. We could talk about it all the time, but if unless you see it scheduled along with like your client meetings and the other things that you need to do, then it could escape you sometimes. Absolutely. So choose a time to schedule it and commit to it. And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be huge. It can start with just three minutes and just spend three minutes focusing on your breath, When you notice your mind wanders, you bring it back. Once you get comfortable at doing three minutes, you're like, hey, I think I can do five, move it up. Once you can do that, maybe I can do 10 Mm. and move it up till eventually you have a regular practice. 
And once you have that regular practice, you have built a skill that you can use at any time in the day. So the magic of meditation is you practice it once a day, but it serves you for the rest of time. And especially when you need to be able to compose yourself, you need to be able to clear your mind. You're about to go for an interview or you're about to take that test or give that book report and you have that anxiety. And this is something you could do to prepare. Yes. The other thing about meditation is because I feel like what keeps people from doing it, maybe it's common sense, but it's not common practice, is knowing why. So what are all the benefits that come from doing meditation on a daily basis? So if we were to talk about all the benefits, this would take over an hour. This is true. (laughs) There are over a thousand published journal articles talking about meditation's ability to improve multiple facets of your body. It improves your attention, decreases your stress. It can stave off your risk of getting cancer can stave off age-related cognitive decline. It helps with your GRE scores. It helps with your physiology. There's a study out of the Partners Healthcare System that showed that eight weeks of meditation leads to 43% decrease in your healthcare utilization the following year. It has that much of an impact in your health. Wow, and it's free. Yes. This is something that we all have access to be able to do. So why don't more people do this? Why isn't like everyone meditating? Because meditation, people perceive can be hard and they don't know what to do when you're sitting there alone with your mind. And so it's by teaching a practice or a training that it helps you. And you can also use tools to help with it. Right. So in here, what we've been talking about is just one easy thing you can do is breath work, conscious, conscious breathing. Now, when you're talking about tools, it's like the technology you created. Sure. Muse. Now, what was the inspiration behind that? So we wanted to make meditation even easier and more accessible because we knew it has such a tremendous impact. So few people actually did it. We stopped and we asked why. And it's because most people feel like when you're sitting there alone with your thoughts, you don't know what you're supposed to do. So we wanted to actually make a guide that could give you in real time an understanding what was going on in your brain during meditation and what you're supposed to be doing. And then, so how does it work, this tool? It gives you actually real-time feedback on your meditation. So you slip it on just like a pair of glasses and it actually tracks your brain while you meditate. Like neurofeedback? Neurofeedback. So there's electrical sensors on the forehead and behind the ears, and it tracks the electrical activity of your brain to know specifically when you're in focused attention on your breath and when your mind has wandered. And it cues you when you've wandered so that you can bring it back to your breath. Now, I've been using Muse for many years, and what I love about it is it makes meditation really easy. And because they have the neurofeedback, it's wireless, so it connects with your phone, and it's like a game. And who knew that meditation could be fun? So how does that game work when people are looking at their phone on the app? So the metaphor that we use is your mind is like the weather. So you choose a soundscape and you're actually able to hear your mind as a storm. So when you're thinking, distracted, ruminating, you hear it as stormy. And as you bring yourself to quiet, focused attention, it quiets the storm. And then as your mind begins to wander again, it picks up in the sounds. You actually hear the storm starting to rise and that's your cue, oh right, I was on the grocery list. I was thinking about something else. Back to my breath. And so if noticing that your mind is wandering and bringing it back is kind of like doing the bench press rep at the gym, Mm -hmm. that's strengthening the muscle of your attention. With regular meditation, it might be a couple minutes before you realize that your mind has wandered. It's a hard thing to begin to recognize that your mind's wandered. But this gives you immediate feedback. Yeah. With Muse, you instantly know that it's wandered and so you can instantly bring it back. And so with regular meditation, you might get, you know, three or four returns during your Mm -hmm. five-minute meditation. With Muse, you could get 30 because it instantly cues you and you instantly bring it back. So you really understand your distractions moment by moment. You're really able to dial into maintaining your attention on your selected object. 
And one of the principles of high performance is you can't manage something unless you can measure it. And one of the great things about this is there's so much data that you have for those people who like to know exactly that they're making progress. Because sometimes when you're meditating, it's something that's abstract. You can't really see it and feelings aren't really quantitative, you know, for people in terms of those sensations. So what kind of data does it record for you? So Muse gives you real-time feedback of your brain activity. So you can actually hear what's going on in your mind in real time. You can like hear the activity in your mind. You're literally hearing the activity in your mind. It's amazing. It's magical. And then after the fact, you get graphs and scores. You can actually see what your brain was doing every moment of meditation and go back and be like, oh, here's what was working. Here's where it wasn't. I know what my trigger was. And then you can see your improvement session on session on session. So you actually see how you improve over time. And then there's a motivational architecture that encourages you to come back to your meditation every day. So there's gamification, there's rewards, there's things that encourage you to come back to the practice and make it something you do every day. Now, we recognize that these gamifications and rewards are antithetical to meditation. Meditation is a non-goal-directed state, but it basically serves as your training wheels. So at the beginning, you're coming back because the app is making it interesting. Over time, as you recognize the benefit inside yourself, as you start to feel better, feel calmer, recognize you can be more focused at the office, that external validation starts to melt away and the internal validation starts to take over. Because you have that internal reward because of the progress that you're making in terms of the personal growth. So even if they don't have a Muse device, right, what you're recommending is everybody has two or three minutes you know, in a day to be able to separate, disconnect from technology, you know, in terms of the phone, in terms of your laptop and sit and just be with yourself. And that white space is so important for creativity, for focus, to disconnect so you can be able to reconnect. Yeah. And it's not just the white space. There's an actual training that's occurring. And that training is about teaching you to understand your relationship to your thoughts. And to understand that your thoughts don't need to drive you and to choose where your brain goes. And when you practice that practice of taking your brain and putting it elsewhere, you make the white space. That white space isn't just something that actually happens. You train yourself how to make white space. And you also train yourself how to be present in the moment. Because it's in this moment that the magic happens. Right. It's in this moment that you're living. It's in this moment that it feels amazing. I know. It's one of the things where I think a lot of people escape and they dwell in the past and they live there right? And you can't go forward looking back or they're looking so much forward that they're not here in the present. And I feel like that whether somebody wants to be a better parent or if they want to be a better teacher, they want to be a better student, a better salesperson, entrepreneur, or what have you, they have to be here. And meditation allows you to do that. Now we also, for everybody who's listening, we are providing a very special discount exclusive for our listeners for the Muse device for people to try that. And that's what I love about that. So people could go to jimquick.com forward slash muse and it's spelled exactly m-u-s-e mm-hmm. and there you can find out more information about the device and get all the details and then the discount there also as well so we encourage people to do that thanks for making that available my pleasure my total pleasure thank you thank you jim want to double your brain speed and memory power if you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster i'd like to give you my brand new quick brain accelerator program You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? 
Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team could properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour uh, share, going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.